Hey everyone, this is Last Jackson of Detroit Bad Boys, and on this week's episode we've got something a little different for you, the audio of the 2022 Detroit Bad Boys NBA Draft live stream. Bryce Simon, Steve Peltier, Brady Fredrickson, Sean Corp, Jack Kelly, and myself talked for hours about what the Pistons did on draft night, and we've condensed the super relevant parts down into this podcast. The true diehards can check out all four hours of live stream, though, on the Motor City Hoops YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate your continued support of the podcast. The best way to do that is to share, subscribe, and leave comments. Please leave comments on the discussion post on Detroit Bad Boys. That's the best way for us to have the conversation that we want to have around the podcast. In order to do that, though, you have to follow DetroitBadBoys.com, which you should be doing because it's the best place on the internet for Pistons news and analysis this offseason. With all that said, it's time to go to work. Um, just going by the chat, it looks like Jay Nivey, Pistons fans are like wanting Troy Weaver to run in the pick. Let's just move on to the Detroit Pistons because that's what we do, guys. Where, where, where are we at? We kind of went around. Like, are we juiced about Jay Nivey, the possibility of Jay Nivey here? Because I didn't really think it was going to happen, guys. I'm fading away, apparently. That's how much <laughs> I'm worried about this Ivy pick. I... Jack, what do you think? You, you oh, got a you, you got I, a drink I, if, if if they take my, Jay I do have a drink. I do call have a drink. call in and, sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I um I love Ivy. I just I want someone who can score in transition. Like Piston fast breaks last season. Like seriously, sometimes they were really painful to watch. Um, I don't know, man. I'm on the Ivy train. I know there's a lot of holes in his game, but I just think, as Brady mentioned, that burst, the athleticism. I don't know. It's hard to pass on hard to pass on you just got to hope the shooting's there i don't I agree i so I, what i told myself prior to the draft was that like even though i'm not on the ivy train like i was pretty insistent that he would be probably the best like prospect on the board and that uh sacramento would just take him and that would be that um even if he's not like the guy i would select if if they take him like i totally get it I totally get it. Um, I'd be really curious to see how they run kind of a triumvirate backcourt between uh, Caden, Ivy, and Killian. Um, I'd be really curious to see uh, like how Ivy develops as a processor, how he how he develops like seeing the game uh, moving as quickly as he does. Um, the Pistons do like desperately need that like infusion of athleticism, right? We Jack mentioned like the fast breaks, but like even in the half court. You just see like Jaden Ivey just like breaking things uh, that defenses are trying to be doing just because he's so athletic. And so like I I understand it. I'm not gonna get mad if Jaden Ivey is or is not the pick. Uh, the pick's not in yet, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna see. The You're Pistons the are mind- so. Oh, go ahead, Sorry, go ahead, Bryce. No, I'm just no. gonna say the Pistons are so like the thing that the one thing that's bugged me the most about Troy Weaver's draft strategy over the past two years or so is that he doesn't value athleticism to the degree that I think he should. Now, I think not every great athlete equals a great basketball player, and he's proven that with some of his picks. But, like, I think if you looked at the way this roster is built and say, you know, they get eight and two, and let's add him to the equation in athletic vertical big man, 
I think Ivy would give them so much more burst and speed and athleticism that it would just change the way they play because people always complain that they play so slow. And I think that's probably a part due to the roster. And I think if you have speedy dudes like Jaden Ivy who can get up the court and finish strong, then you're going to have a lot more opportunities to get out and run. And like Cade can have the ball most of the time, but he can't handle the ball every single possession. You're going to wear him down. He's only a second-year player, you know? Give him a chance to, you know, if Ivy needs to learn on the job and they suck still, that probably works out in the long run, you know, for the draft like, purposes. If, if you take Jay Ivy, you have to get out and, and make an emphasis on playing faster, right? Like, I understand some of the arguments of – yeah, you, you can't always win in the playoffs playing in transition, but like Jaden Ivey's not going to be overly successful just playing in the half court. You got to give him chances to be successful early in his career. I think Killian plays better in transition. You know, obviously Marvin Bagley can run the floor if Hamadou Diallo stays around. I don't think it's like this fundamental flaw if they play in transition a little bit more to win right now. And then you can work on your half court game as these young guys grow. Um uh, you guys, uh, you guys have seen it. So, Jack, <laughs> what do we got, my man? You got a drink, so that means Jaden Ivy to the Pistons. Yeah, boys, we got Ivy. <laughs> I don't know if it's the right thing, but I'm having a drink. <laughs> Steve, while we collect our thoughts here, give us your scouting report on Jaden Ivy. Mega athlete can finish at the rim, really good. He will bust every double team that he can get past. Um, developing pick and roll ball handler developing passer the shooting is the main question when the calendar year turned to 2022 he shot 30.8 percent from three that is a big bad stat he shot 29.8 percent in the second half of the season that is even worse as the games wore on him his shooting got worse he struggled to say it's 70 percent from the free throw line i hate to be the bearer of bad news but his shooting is going to be something that is a concern. The other concern is going to be his point of attack defense. He looks like a different athlete on defense than he does on offense. Yes, maybe we get on run and transition more, but I also think he's got to, number one, come in and be the primary point of attack point guard defender because that's why the team played Corey Joseph so much. He needs to get him Corey Joseph. If Corey Joseph stays and take a lot of that veteran stuff from him, if he can do half of what Corey Joseph does in your one good and if he turns into even just like Corey Joseph on defense and three-point shooting then we're talking about an all-star here because that athleticism is legit he's not John Morant he's not Russell Westbrook do not make that comp he's not that level of playmaker he is not that level of athlete but peak Oladipo is what I keep saying Oladipo got to the free throw line a lot uses athleticism on defense to cause a lot of problems and get to that rim and get to the free throw line I love I love the reaction, right? Like that is the he's crying, he's very emotional when he's like embracing Adam Silver. That is the look of a man who is very happy not to be drafted by the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, what is your reaction? Jay Nivey becomes a Detroit Piston. Well, I mean, the one question I have is is that is the athleticism so good that you can still be effective when people go under the screen? Because if the answer is yes, then he's going to find a way to be effective. If the answer is no, the Pistons have a big problem on their hand, adding him to a very dysfunctional offense. So I don't know if it's going to work. I understand why you want to add a Supreme athlete. I love that his mother is a high level coach. He's been through coaching his whole life. I love that. He does the one thing that Pistons have struggled with for approximately a zillion years, which is getting to the free throw line. 
So he adds specific skills that the Pistons are desperate for. What the one thing I'll say about Ivy is the Pistons are the best landing spot for Ivy. I don't know if Ivy's the best complement for Cade. And that worries me. No, I I think it's I, I I think this is the best spot for him. I think him because Laz, you actually think his ceiling hits as him primary on ball. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you believe. Is that, right. is that correct? The, yeah. The 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 reason you draft Jaden Ivy this high is because you think he has a chance to be a primary initiator, right? Because you think he has a chance to to be a guy who can run the offense himself. You think eventually he figures out the shooting to a point where he's not shooting, you know, twenty nine percent from three uh, for an extended stretch of of time. You think he, you think he's going to figure out the the mid range game? That was also another really yeah. big struggle of his. Doesn't really have a floater game because he shoots a set shot. He can't really like do pull ups right now, which is like also kind of a problem. The but the the athleticism the the athleticism is just so necessary. The other thing I'll say is that this pick keeps the Pistons out of the Colin Sexton sweepstakes. It keeps them out of the Jalen Brunson sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah, it keeps them out of the Anthony Simons sweepstakes most likely. And so and so like that is also probably a good thing from a roster construction standpoint. Yeah, I agree with that. And also and- probably it explains interest in a guy like Jalen Duran because you just want to if you want to supercharge an offense, then Jalen Duran makes a little more sense than Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, I actually think Jay Nivey, Sean said it best. I think this is the best landing spot for him. I think him playing off ball actually is what's best for him because especially early in his career, maybe you're right, Laz, to like reach his absolute best potential. Maybe he has to play a little more on ball, but I think he'll be fine playing off ball against unsettled defense where he already has an advantage created for him. Brady, I want to let you get in here. What, what do you think about Scott. this? Scott, I just thought about Scott. Scott's gonna be so pissed. I haven't. Where's he been? I haven't heard from him in forever. But yeah, he he's he's done. He's on he vacation. Be, he's on vacation. Uh, he might be I'm finding a say, new team. I think say, he just Scott. got banned from every site on the internet. Actually, <laughs> Matherin just went to the Pacers. By the way, uh, that's gonna be another great. That's a very great. Pacers pick. Yeah, my guy. That's gonna be a great one. I Look think, at that oh, suit. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Careful what you say. Careful what you I say. I like Matherin. What are you talking about? Is it, is careful it, is what it actually? Say. Hold on. Hold on. No, Br- Brady, Brady, get your thoughts in on, on Jaden Ivey real quick, and then we'll continue on with the draft. No, I think, I think Ivey is, I think he, I think I agree with everybody else in that it's not a seamless fit like Matherin would have been right away. Um, I think there's more room for, there's more like, ceiling there i think their floor i think i mean i think no matter what you you can't find me guards who have the explosion and bounce and speed that jade Ivey has who flame out who just don't make it who you know they, they maybe they fall into that role that scott always talks about where it's like six men but even six men like those guys aren't athletic dudes they're the ones who are little and can shoot the hell out of the ball so i just think with how unathletic the backcourt is in general in detroit I think Ivy gives it a boost it needs. I think he can play. It'd be weird to see him play with Killian because that's two guys who can't shoot, but it's also two a guy who can pass and a guy who can run and jump. And I think it'll be interesting to watch. I don't think it's that much different. And the one thing it does make me think about now going forward is not the fit with the core guys, but now it's like, can you play a lineup that has Jaden Ivy and Diallo and Bagley? Like that's a lot of guys who aren't like for sure shooters. And like, not that Bagley or Diallo should really 
like be dictating what you pick, but I'm just thinking of the guys who Troy has gone out and got and like, how do they fit with him? Because obviously everyone fits with Cade and they, we can't all find guys like that, but that's the one thing is just how does he fit with the rest of the team? And I, I think, you know, we always think of it in this Cade universe, but like there are four other guys in the court and, uh, and we got to figure it out that way too. So I don't know. Do we not think that Jay Ivey can at least catch and shoot, like be respectable in the NBA? There's a lot. I think of he can. Knows. I think he can. I think he can. I think I he think can. He Jack, can. Jack, Jack what do you actually, um, I saw something. He actually shot like nearly 50% coming off screens. I don't know if that's on what the volume was. It's probably low. And I think Laz touched on it. His shot is a real set shot. Like yeah, yeah. A, and I, I don't know if that needs to be sped up, the release or whatever. I'm not a shot doctor, but... Um, yeah, I, look, I'm just going to say he, he can become a catch and shoot guy, you know, and I think Troy Weaver clearly thinks he can. So I'm going to back that in. All right. Yeah. We, yeah, we Brady, were... Brady said guys like Jaden Ivey with that little level of athleticism don't bust. And that, that's true. That's absolutely true. What I'm afraid of is that like he becomes like De'Aaron Fox where like he's a really good NBA player but you can't really win with him either because of the limitations. And so you're always perpetually like looking for something that fits a little bit better, that does a little bit more that, um, that translates a little bit better. Um, and so like that, that's my big fear with Jaden Ivey. And if he, if he does figure it out though, it's like absolutely was, was the correct pick. Like you, but is the you take Fox the chance time? that he, sorry, good. No, I'm just saying, is that, is this De'Aaron Fox's issue in Sacramento, a De'Aaron Fox issue or is it a Sacramento issue? Because I think, the way we have to look at everybody they draft today, last year, here on out, is they're never, ever, ever going to have to be the guy. De'Aaron Fox had to be the guy for years, and he's not that. It's fine. You, some guys just aren't talented enough or cut out for that role. But, like, if you have Kate around, I think that at least gives you, you know, your ceiling is Robin maybe instead of Batman. But, like, that helps with expectations and with, like, personal, you know, growth development and that guys don't feel like they have to do everything. I bet you De'Aaron Fox has gone into every summer thinking, I got to freaking think, figure this out or we're going to suck again. Like that's just constantly probably his mindset because it's been the case for what, four or five years now. And even it wasn't Kentucky, like he had to be the best guy and maybe that's just not him. And I think we have that in Cade, but you know, whether Jaden Ivey can be that or wants to be that is another question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difficulty part of it. For every Anthony Edwards, who was an absolutely horrid defender in college, despite having all the tools, the mega athlete and whatever, we have somebody like J.R. Smith, who is just as athletic, has all these mega tools, but just never cared on defense. That's just the thing. Because in the Ivy discourse and in the Ivy disputes I've had with various people, um, expert or not, across the internet like that's just a thing for every example you can give there is a counter example of these mega athletic guys that just never work out on defense and i think that's the main thing the catch and shoot stuff i mean over years we have coach b here um so i think that's like something that at least over a couple seasons is easy if it's just working on one skill whereas defense is so all-encompassing that it just you just can't tell that's the biggest wild card with ivy i think it's absolutely um a wild card like the but there was enough possessions where you could see that he could do it so then it's like why was he not doing it all the time and those are the questions i just don't think we have the answers to i don't think we're privy to the information that would give you those answers so that makes it really hard we, we got a lot of time throughout the rest of the first round we may even stay on if some of you guys want to stay for pick number 36 since the pistons did move up in the second round so if you're watching you know, there. okay so 
we'll we'll talk more about Jaden Ivey. I do want to talk about Benedict on the clock at thirteen. Uh, I mean, we're we're getting close now to this trade that everybody's been talking about. You know, whether so it's 13- I I don't I don't think they would make a move. For, it sounds crazy, right? For for uh for Hayward, I like I think they would like to trade in back in like with Charlotte for thirteen or fifteen. Uh, I don't think. Sorry, go ahead, Brady. Uh. James just tweeted, uh, hearing the Knicks are taking one last serious push at the Pistons for Ivy, laced with the picks from the OKC trade that happened at pick 11, stay tuned. So, like, no. they're taking everything. So, they were, they just dealt for all those, which we don't even know what the OKC stuff is. But they're like, we're just going to just fill our clip. And in Troy Weaver's worms, words, we're going to empty the clip on you guys and see if you like it. Like, so, but that's that, what leaves it looks the like with, that, that leaves those Pistons with nobody in this draft class? Like, that's just all future assets? Well, they probably get. Um, I mean, you're right. but I don't know what the hell they do. There yeah. gotta be a player involved, but yeah, you get you get something from the Knicks, right? Who, like, who's the player that they realistically would give away quickly? Obi Toppin again? I wouldn't say RJ's no. out of completely out of the question. I mean, he didn't do as well this past year. It's not exactly like they're putting him up on the banners at Madison Square Garden, whatever his jersey sales are. I think if they really are like superstar shopping and and like. There, that's their words, and they want to find somebody they can build the entire roster around. I honestly don't think RJ is really off limits, and that would be—I don't know what else would have to be involved for the Pistons to get into it. But I really don't think he's completely off limits. I, I mean, unless really you guys like, really like if Julius Randall is like number two of the Pistons, Durant's going off the board. Charlotte took him at thirteen. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. perfect pick. Yeah. 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 That, that I mean, that was the only reason he hadn't been marked, mocked there is usually he was mocked higher and then everybody took Mark Williams for them. But this that was a major need for that Hornets roster. I mean, uh, I don't know how much we all feel about Mason Plumlee, but, um, you know, Jalen Duran is is going to be uh, a factor there. A player I really like. We talked about him pre-show athleticism. Oh. Ali, you know, oh, Wait, we got Brady. more. We got more. Oh. We got more. We got something. I'm just, I'm just on James's page. Hearing the Pistons are working on a deal to get Jalen Dern, who was just picked by Charlotte. Sounds yes. yeah. Well, yeah, has it too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Stuff's yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay, Let's what's the go. deal? What's the deal? They got to take back. Doesn't Hayward? say yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know. Yet. This is crazy. Oh, Wes says bombshell in the chat. Come on, Wes, get it out. Uh oh. So okay. So Ivy plus Dern is again just like wow a huge infusion of athleticism into the team yeah i love right? this I love yes this. i love this. this i mean this is one of the better scenarios that could have worked um he says it hasn't all come out yet but yeah. it, it looks like during to the pistons we talked about it pre-show I, i'm okay taking back the gordon hayward contract guys um this maybe make like i feel like this all explains the jeremy grant trade would we agree like to me now it's you got 13 along with Jeremy Grant or along with the 2025 first and all that, because that's how you absorb this contract from Gordon Hayward and still be a player in free agency. This includes Hayward, right? We're, we're pretty sure this has to include Hayward. Or, Hayward or, or, the 13th pick, right? What else are you, you, you can't sit. What are the Pistons going to send back? That's just for the 13th pick would be my question. If it's not that like what asset do they have? I mean, like you could, I, you could construct something around like, Ubre, who they don't really need, and um, have been like Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier makes a lot of money, and he's not as good as you would like him to be to make that much money. Uh, Shams is saying Duran's going to the Knicks, so I don't would like would 
we'll we'll see if this actually ends up being. I got Jake. I got Jake Fisher saying Duran to Detroit, and oh, it's a three team. Wait, to be honest, oh. I don't know where <laughs> Jake Fisher. Our guy, if Ivy goes, goes to the Knicks, so we can no, get no, no. Duran. I'm gonna be so uh, mad, Brady. This is Jake Fisher goes. To be honest, I don't know where Duran is going, but this <laughs> sounds like a three team trade with Detroit, New York, and Charlotte, which is like the least helpful so, tweet I've okay, ever seen. So here. <laughs> If you're watching us, you can't blame us for being a little bit frazzled right now because the best in the business, Woj, doesn't even know what's going on. So um, bear with us here. Let's just talk about Jalen Duran, the player, and then we can talk about – yes, Eric, this has got a lot of fun, and this is why we are so excited to do this. Thank you for being with us through this whole thing. Let's talk about Jalen Duran. Steve, get us the breakdown on Jalen Duran, and then we can talk about the other stuff. Again, this is a guy that is 18 years old. He should have been a high school senior. He should have been going to prom when he was in March Madness. He should have been graduating right now. So uh, everything you have heard about him, limitations and whatever, I think are overblown. 12 points a game, 8.1 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 0.8 steals, 2.1 blocks, 60% from two-point range, 62.5% from the free throw line. I have a shot chart up here, too. He was 104 of 140 directly at the rim, which is 74.3%, and then 20 of 44 in the paint, which is 45.5%, both good numbers. Obviously, the at-the-rim numbers are a lot better. He led Memphis in points. He led Memphis in two-point shot attempts. He led them in free-throw attempts, and this is all from a guy who's supposedly limited, has a lot more potential on the defensive side, can switch some. Really good rim protector, amazing lob catch catcher and pick and roll guy. Has a lot of potential as a short roll passer, which I think is a big yeah. thing. I mean, he could be like 6'10 Robert Williams uh, if he really um, develops that part. And he can be a huge mismatch threat to whoever he gets. I mean, if Cade, hey, he ends up with he, Cade, he's going to be one of Cade's biggest new um, favorite Sean, partners. Sean, give the listeners what you just dropped in the private chat. So uh, Jaden Ivey just had his press availability with the Detroit media. Now, maybe he doesn't know everything, but the people behind the scenes know enough, I would imagine, to hold him back if he was about to be moved in three minutes. So the fact that he uh, talked to the media about playing for the Pistons, playing alongside Cade, makes me think he is not part of any deal with New York and Charlotte. That is my guess. So Kimball Walker to Detroit. <laughs> he will let's be sin. he let's, will be waived. Let's sin together. Let's sin together, guys. <laughs> yeah, finally the Brandon Knight trade is undone. The Brandon Knight pick is, is undone. It, so wait, is he just released or is he gonna be stretched by Weaver? Oh, Kimba makes, Kimba only makes nine million dollars. Yeah. Kemba keep him fits. around, honestly. Keep him around. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. A, I know he's not good, but like Kemba Walker is a guy who, like I was talking about with Matherin, like Kemba Walker is a dude who has an alpha mindset. And I don't know if he's the maybe the reason he's bounced around so much over the last few years is because he's not cool being like a. Oh, Wes, you're killing me. So Wait, what's the deal? Nick's acquired Duran, sent Duran and Kemba to Detroit for no idea. This is this is not productive reporters out there anyways yeah. I was gonna say, so this seems like sin eating right like we're taking yeah. kemba yes. we're picking up a first round pick like this is good this is that, does this that is, fit this... into the trade exception it, uh, and that's the... it i don't i don't i think that's going to end up being straight cap space uh johnford it sounds like we are yeah. not getting jalen duran it sounds like jalen duran is going to the knicks the pistons are going to take kemba walker and i would hope that we're okay, here we go so we Woj has the the last... Hornets getting the 2025 first that the Pistons got in the Jeremy Grant trade 
Okay. Sending that to the Knicks and getting back Duran and Kemba, I think. Sure. So they got a bad contract and traded a bad pick for a potentially good pick. So my my main issue with the Jeremy Grant trade was that they didn't get anything tangible right away. And now they have something tangible right away. Okay, Laz, Laz, outline that again for me. Yeah, can we recap that? Yeah. (laughs) So Charlotte. Jack's drunk too much this morning. Yeah, Charlotte picked Jalen Duran at 13. Got it. Knicks traded Jalen Duran to New York for stuff. Uh, Knicks traded Jalen Duran and Kimball Walker to to Detroit for the 2025 Milwaukee pick. And cap space essentially, like they're trying to clear cap space for yeah, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, for okay. to sign Jalen Brunson. So, Jalen Duran is coming to Detroit. That's all that matters. That 2025 first is gone, and they take back Kimball Walker's contract, which, like you say, Laz is not like this. So, what's that make Jeremy Grant's trade? Jeremy Grant got traded now for <laughs> Jalen three second round picks and Jalen Duran and 10 million dollars still in cap space. This is like the ACT. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's a good point Brian. i said yesterday i take back everything i said yesterday about that jimmy grant trade like i have done a 180 immediately like this is all i needed was just a human body with like warm blood who could play basketball and we got it so like it's like now you brady is like please like don't give me any 10th graders i don't need any 10th graders like give me a dude yes. i can handle right now so now that we've got Durant, not, i can't do like, it are we like? Are we still going for Aiton? Like, I have no idea. I, I I think they can. I think the Aiton thinks he can play with somebody like Jalen Duran. Like, I think Aiton thinks he can stretch the floor a little bit. Like, I'm not saying he can. I think Aiton would think he can, but it comes down to does Troy Weaver, Dwayne Casey, and and the staff think they can. Um, so I mean, you're going you could, with like a Aiden is Al Horford and Duran's like Rob Williams and like you're trying to make that work. I, I I'm not necessarily trying to do that. I'm sorry, just, I'm, I'm the second person. Just I'm talking. Just try, I'm just trying to put piece it together. Like, why is Corey Joseph still on this team? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because he's friends with Dwayne Casey. That's why. Uh, how true. many point guards? <laughs> they have too many point guards. Well, Killian might be involved in a certain sign and trade for a certain big man. Who knows? Huh? I just want to bring this back to the wreck. This is from Rod Beard, like Detroit News, uh, two years ago. Pistons, Troy Weaver. Let the record show. When people say we were collecting centers, I love centers. I welcome all the center jokes because I do love centers. Like, the man is true to his word. He is not bullshitting. Oh. Whenever I, I listen to podcasts sometimes and they're like, man, we've just gone off the rails. Like, I feel like we, I, we held it together so well for two hours and the last 15 minutes, we've just gone off the road. Jack, I feel like we haven't heard from you in a little while. You either, Steve, uh, um, Jack, well, what do you think about everything that's transpired? Uh, first of all, 10 a.m. beers are not ideal. Like, and I ain't going to lie, for about 15 minutes there, it went like I was feeling a bit like dizzy, which I don't know if it's because of the morning, but I'm back now. I went to the toilet. I don't know. I, I love Durant. Like, I, I I, really, like, I'm just really happy. Like, normally, like, I think Brady tweeted out, like, the Pistons drafts for the last decade. And, like, you see the ghosts of Henry Allenson, uh, Luke Kennard, even, like, I liked him, Stanley, the broken one. Like, I'm just happy we've had 
three drafts in a row now where I feel like there's genuine excitement and, you know, there might be some debates, but we actually have prospects, which, you know, I'm just looking at the timeline. People are saying I'm buying stock on Detroit. Like, what the hell is that? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. And yeah. Um, okay. I do want to like bring it back just a little bit because we did have a pick not the Pistons, but Ochai Abaji went 14 to the Cavaliers. So just real quick, guys, Steve, give us your, your breakdown on Ochai, and then we'll get some thoughts uh, from around the, the crew. So Ochai Abaji should be the KCP guy that gets the KCP comp, honestly, in my opinion. He's that kind of a player, 6'5", 210 pounds. Had a Kansas national title winner this year, NCAA uh, tournament player of the year. He shot... 53.4% from two-point range, 40.7% from three-point range, 74.3% from the free-throw line, 18.8 points, five-point rebounds, 1.6 success. Uh, so, yeah, he's like a KCP type where he's going to dunk. He can handle the ball a little. He'll um, pop some threes and do good on defense to be able to handle guards and some wings. Any thoughts on uh, on Ocha? I think that's a nice fit with Cleveland. Brady, what do you got? I like him in that role because I think Cleveland is the one team picking in the lottery that I think will not be back here for a while. Um, I think it also kind of signals, and luckily Jaden Ivey kind of prevents this from impacting the Pistons potentially, but like I think this means that Sexton's probably gone if they they, cause they still have Karis Levert around too. So like yeah. Levert, Oshai, like no, them with probably, their other guards. They probably like, start just, all three of those dudes together, right? You go uh, Garland, Sexton, Ochai, right? And it's, it's Okoro who's kind of like shifted into – Backup, oh, yeah, I guess small forward right, yeah. role for them. That's I just know... the one thing was like. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying Cleveland was like the team that like here they are, but they still have you know a lot of talent, and they're not like the rest of these teams, you know. Yeah, I know the the Cavaliers guys, the the Chase Down crew, the podcast duo. Um, they were really in on the idea of Ochai because, like, from their perspective, all they really needed was another. Another like guy who could shoot who wasn't a complete zero on defense. It's like you you saw the like how close they were to the play in game. If they hadn't been decimated by injuries, like they would have been out of the play in anyway. They were the four seed for half the year, um, and so like they think they're really close. And so this this pick makes a lot of sense if for a team who thinks they're about to be like really close to to making a lot of noise in the conference. All right, so the next pick, pick fifteen, the Hornets still get their guy or what a lot of us felt like should be their guy in Mark Williams. So Mark Williams, Charlotte is able to nab him at pick number 15. What, so they ended up with the 2025 first for that number 13 pick in the earlier deal as well. So they acquired that extra asset. And, then, and that's, but they, that's all we have so far. It doesn't They look didn't like get off any else. money? They didn't get off any money in that I mean, deal? the Knicks got off Kemba, right? Kemba's but, but not the, Yeah, nothing. but Charlotte didn't? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, it doesn't so, seem like it. So Mark Williams, number 15 to the oh. Charlotte Hornets now. Kind of the same thing. Troy Weaver is sitting down uh, for his conference, so I'll be back with comments and clarifications. All right, thank you, Sean. Do you guys feel like that means he's now done for the first round? Like, I feel like that would be really tough as a GM to go do a presser in the middle of the draft. Like, they still they pick in 20 picks. Like, it, it, that seems crazy. It's like when a coach has to do a sideline interview. As a coach, I like I feel like I'm a nice guy, but I'd be like, no, find me every game. I'm not doing that. Maybe maybe they gave up 36, and, like, that hasn't 
come out oh. yet. And and so like they are done. Uh I'm I'm spitballing. Like that that's something that like makes sense uh to me. Yeah, no, Eric, no. that's a great point. It's like so far this has been like a very low, low cost uh targeting by Troy Weaver, right? They've got they got Jaden Ivey, they got Jalen Duran, huge, uh huge infusion of athleticism for this team. And all it cost them was like a dude they were already going to trade in Jeremy Grant. And they're renting out their cap space for Kemba, who, as Brady said, has like positive locker room knock on effects for a guy like Jaden Ivey, for a guy like Killian Hayes, for a guy like Kate yeah. Cunningham. Like Kemba's been a legit star in this league. He can probably help those dudes navigate what stardom is going to be like more than Corey Joseph could know. Okay, so first Joseph. comment from Troy Weaver per Sean Corp, the boss. I don't think we're. I don't think we're done yet, but we'll see. So, I mean, all he's going to do is keep us up all night, and I'm here for it because I'm having a blast. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Steve, Mark Williams, number 15, Charlotte Hornets. Give us a little breakdown on Mark Williams. So, uh, traditional center, shot blocker, scored 11.2 points per game at Duke, shot 72.1% from uh, the field. He didn't take any threes, uh, and he – Shot 72.7% from the free throw line, 7.4 rebounds, 2.8 blocks per game. He is listed at seven feet. He went to the combine and actually found out he's seven foot two with a seven foot six and a quarter inch wingspan. He had the biggest wingspan at the combine. As he's in the NBA now, he will have, I think, the second or third biggest wingspan um, of anybody. I believe um, uh Azubuke on Utah has a bigger wingspan than him but other than that he's a big dude man he's gonna get in there and provide that beef in that center position that Charlotte is severely lacking hopefully he can be as good of a lob threat as Jalen Dern is um but too bad they passed on him huh? <laughs> my question with Mark Williams is this is that he was I know he was a pretty highly touted recruit went to a big prep school stuff like that um, and I know, you know, anytime you, a guy plays on a stacked Duke team and they don't put up big, big numbers, it's always like probably a byproduct of K and also like having a bunch of other probable, you know, NBA players with you. But, you know, I know he's big and long and I read today or yesterday that he's like working on his three point shot. Does he have the potential to be that kind of guy ever? Because that's what will keep him around because I just feel like he's so big that I don't see how you can have a guy like he's kind of it just it's go bearish, you know, like, is it going to work? when it matters and like teams should not be thinking about, you know, the Utah problems now because they need good players. But like, that's my question is like, can he be, you know, a playoff performer? And I don't know the answer to that. Steve did, uh, what did Mark shoot from the free throw line? 72.7%. So maybe, maybe yeah. I never, I never felt like it's like with, with Jalen Duran, like you could tell he wasn't a good shooter looking at him shoot free throws. Like I think he shot like 60 something ish percent from the free throw line. And like just everything's very robotic. It's like the it, it looks like it looks like an old like PlayStation game where like his wrist would go forward and like then the ball would go forward. Um, and, and so I, I don't ever think like Jalen Duran like figures out how to shoot. Mark Williams, I never had those same concerns about. Um, I but like I'd. I don't care if Jalen Duran never learns how to shoot, right? Like he, if he becomes an impact defender and uh, gives the Pistons like an element that of offensive, like vertical threat that they didn't have before. And that like, you don't have to like have Marvin Bagley on the floor for uh, then like that, like that, that's a win. That's Okay. A win so me. that was my question more than even Deandre Ayton. Like, 
is Marvin Bagley unnecessary now? Well, like, I'm Stu, not saying what's, what's Stewart gonna do, right? I'm not like, saying are they, you don't is need he gonna two, be planted on the perimeter now? I don't. I'm not saying you don't need two jumpy jump guys, Laz. But like, Jalen Duran can do all the stuff Marvin Bagley can do. But I mean, he's not quite as skilled right now. But he's better defensively. Steve, would you agree? I think Jalen Duran's way better defensively than Marvin Bagley, and at least has a potential to be switchable. Marvin Bagley plays defense. No, he does not. <laughs> that that's my answer to that. Sorry, Marvin Bagley, if you ever see this, but yeah, yeah, he just he's never been a good defender. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, Jalen Duran is like far and away way better. This does seem like Bagley has to go at this point, right? Um, and they must feel confident that uh, Stewart has to develop some kind of of range, right? Yeah. They they have to feel that if he's going to stick around. And I think. That's good. And maybe it's not a three-point shot. Maybe it's like the Al Horford 16, like elbow, top of the key type jumper, which I think is enough to um, to help space out the floor and not get things so crowded. So real quick, the Hawks. That's a crazy six... thing. Okay, go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to say the crazy thing is like this whole, like we've, we've been in this assumption the entire time that like Troy traded for Bagley because he wanted Bagley. And like maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But like, you know, as this unfolds, I think you're right. I think. Duran does 80% of the Bagley stuff with, you know, 100% more of the defense. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm still not convinced. I'm still trying to process the idea of having Duran and Aiden. That be that seems just ridiculous and seems like a Joe Dumars idea um, to have two guys like that. Um, but I think even – Hey, Joe didn't like that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I think I think it's just, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Duran's – I wasn't high on him before recently, but I think he has enough skills and I think they need to just have a lot more shooting to make that work. I think they need yeah. to find more guys who can shoot the ball around him. And Ivy's not going to help that initially. I don't think that Bay and Cunningham are like consistent enough. So there still needs to be another shooter they need to find somewhere in here to make this this offense less crowded. It's, it's gonna they still be, need like a shooting a they still need a shooting guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Ivy is going to be an off guard, a combo guard, but they still need like a shooting guard. The, yeah. I, that, I was going to say what Brian was going to say. Like Duran doesn't have to start. No, right. No, like Duran no, can just so. be like no. Killian's new best friend. It's sure. just like, I need a guy I can throw like passes to the top of the backboard to and get assists for free. Is Killian going to get a play between Kojo and Kimba and all these other guards? Okay. Uh, you guys brought up shooting. Let's do, let's do.